pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is something that is mobilizing people and resonating very deeply. It was about a 100-degree day. Dozens and dozens and dozens of parents, mostly white in this largely affluent county, showed up to a school board meeting. For many of them, the very first school board meeting they'd ever attended, specifically because of this one issue. That's important to note it, it, that you mentioned critical race theory a couple times. This is a parent-led backlash at the grassroots level. And it's manufactured. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. That's because CRT sucks. It just sucks. People don't want their kids being taught to be racist. This is... Oh, hello. Uh, News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. It's Monday. And uh, first day of summer, right, Chris? First day of summer, technically. Technically. The longest day of the year, technically. And uh, like most people on Mondays, I'll probably spend most of my time talking about my weekend. Well, why not? You know, it's, it's, it's not a very interesting news day. Uh, but the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. You know, I, I went to Houston for the weekend, obviously, you, you, Trey was talking about it. And thank you, Trey, for, for uh, covering, my, covering my big butt on Friday. But uh, we went to, my wife got me some tickets to see an Astros game. In Houston. So we went to Houston. And, you know, I, I, there were so many interesting things that I observed over the weekend that I do want to riff on it just a little. Uh, in a sense, I saw, in a sense, I saw the two Americas. And there are two Americas. There's the real America, and then there's the moron America. And I saw both. And I'll talk about the first America first. Does, does that make sense? Um, you know, I've never been to the Minute Maid <laughs> Stadium. I guess that's what it's called. It's kind of a weird name, but yeah, it's who's who owns the damn thing. But uh, uh, yeah, it's a it's a beautiful stadium. It's just gorgeous. It's got a cover. Yeah, I'm sure many of you have been there to Houston see, to see an Astros game. Beautiful stadium. Got those huge doors on top that uh, you know are, are closed during the game, so it's nice and cool in there. And, you know, first off, the game itself is one of the reasons why I love baseball in that it was a pretty, you know, not a very eventful game for most of it. They were playing the White Sox. And, uh, 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 you know, it was it was one-to-one, tied one-to-one for most of the game until you got to the ninth. Actually, the bottom of the ninth. Very few hits. The bottom of the ninth. Uh, a couple of smacks off the bat, and the Astros won, and the the, the crowd went nuts. They opened up those big-ass doors on top of the stadium and set off some fireworks. And it was fun, even though, it, you know, it was kind of a slow, quick, well, slow in the, the sense that not a lot of action, uh, quick in the sense that they, you know, went through the innings fairly quickly, which is, you know, indic- that's na- natural to baseball. Sometimes the games will go on for four and a half hours. Sometimes they'll be over 90 minutes or two hours. But it was the baseball experience. You know, the crowd, uh, I, I guess that holds about 60,000 people. That's what Trey was saying. 
and uh, most of the seats were, were taken. It was a packed house. People were talking and laughing and having a good time. Got the wave going. That went around about 13 times. And yet there was something really magical about it because it was the first baseball game I've attended in over two years. And, you know, after living in Pandemicville for a year and a half, there was just something really very cool and inspiring about being around a bunch of people watching a baseball game. It's one of the most quintessentially American things you can do. What, Chris has laughed. Did I mispronounce the word? Quintessential, quintessentially. Quintessentially. Um, you know, again, the stadium was packed, and we were having a blast. And the thing about baseball is, you know, it doesn't really... It, it, I, we, we are told that we are at each other's throats, and we're divided... White against black, black against white, brown against whoever, rich against poor, gay against straight. And it was just a, the pure baseball experience where you had people of all skin colors and ethnicities, economic levels, religions, politics. And it just, at a baseball game, it doesn't freaking matter. Nobody gives a crap. You end up talking, we had a bunch of Caucasians sitting in front of me. You know, my group with my kids and and, uh, my daughter's boyfriend, you know, we're a fairly diverse group, you know. We pretty much got we pretty much got everybody covered, you know, with my family unit. We, we you know and the boyfriend. We pretty much got a, all the ba- all the boxes are checked, Chris. You know what I mean? And then we got uh, some Hispanic dudes behind me. I'm just listing off the skin pigments so we understand the diversity, the true diversity of America. Got some black folks sitting next to me, black dudes. And nobody get nobody, it doesn't, it, who cares? We're all talking, we're cracking jokes with each other. When they won at the end of the, you know, when they, when they won in the ninth inning, we all were like slapping each other's hands and laughing. Like, what that freaking great? You know, I mean, we just, you go to a baseball game, and in the most baseball games, the rows are very thin, you know, so there's not a lot of space. So when you got to get up, you know, everybody has in the row has to stand up. Nobody gives a crap. They all do it. Right. Five minutes, this dude's going to have to get up, and I'm going to have to stand. There's a lot of festive stuff that goes on during a baseball game, like the seventh inning stretch and the T-shirt cannons. And, you know, it's just it, – so it, even though it was not a great game until the very end – it was a great experience because that, to me, is the true America. Nobody cares what box you're checking. Nobody cares what community you're from. We're all there just to watch a freaking baseball game and have a good time. That, to me, is the real America. Well, that's the beauty of sports, though. Yeah. You know, and, you know sporting events, concerts, right. they're all there for the same reason. Precisely. You know, to cheer for your guy or cheer for your band or whoever. But, it, it's, but it, You're not there to, to create problems or, right. you know. Make somebody else's life miserable. It's like floating a river, okay? Everybody's yeah. got their ass in the river in a tube, just floating down the river, just having a good time. To win their thing. But that's what I mean. That when, you t- when people talk about the real America, that's the real America. I think that's who we really are. Mm-hmm. Whether we're at a stadium watching a baseball game or not, right. or just going to our jobs and doing our, you know, making our living or doing whatever we have to do, you know, I really think that's the real America. It's n- we're not at each other's throats. Right. Now, obviously, you go to certain parts of the country, you're going to see that, uh, you know, depending on where you are. 
But I think most Americans are just, you know, metaphorically there to watch the game. You know? <laughs> have a good time, you know what I mean? Yeah, I had a similar experience myself, but on a much smaller level. What's that? Uh, Saturday morning, my grandson played in his first T-ball game. Oh, nice. And it was, it was the same same situation. Right. You have all these different people from, you know, different races, colors, and creeds, but it didn't matter. Right. You know, I mean, it didn't matter to any of us. All that mattered was we wanted to make sure our kids were having a good time and our grandkids were having a good time. Right. You know, we cheered each other's children. Even There are two different teams, obviously, but it didn't matter. You know, we wanted them to learn to play the the game. Right. And to have a good time. Right. You know, and Precisely. nobody got hurt. You know, I mean, it was just a lot of fun. But that's what sports is designed to do for the spectator. Well, I, I agree, and and uh, and I and I, I, I it brings out a, a side of America that I think is the truer side mm-hmm. than what you hear described to you in the media. Well, you know, it often reminds me of um, when you were in school, maybe elementary school, and you have that group of kids who always says, "Well, so and so said such and such about." You, you know, and you right. walk over with your fist cocked, ready to lay it's somebody the out. Right? That's the American media, that's, right? There. That's kind because of what they said about you. You know, race. because it benefits the person who who started swirling the rumor around. Right. Because now they're entertained. Yeah, right. You know, and now in their you know, empty the, little lives, the, right? The people who are supposed to be entertaining and informing you are being entertained by your behavior they're being you know? entertained by your misery you know? and your division <laughs> that's and your what angst it's, and your that's bitterness what it's come to that's really what it is you who's know pulling the strings who's pulling the strings it's a relatively small amount of people who are pulling the strings it's not you know it's not the general public i think in general americans get along with each other for the most part again it kind of depends on where you are mm-hmm. But it was, and I think also just coming out of the pandemic, it was so cool to see a filled stadium with people right. having a good time watching a baseball game. It, baseball it felt a, normal. <laughs> baseball is a wonderful sport for that, though, because oh, yeah. it's so non-combative. Right, it you is. Know? I mean, it's, you know, you're not going to see a lot of fist fights breaking no. out like in hockey or football or something like well, that. Well, and you and you sit and talk with people. And yeah, you, there's you, a you lot know. of it. There's a lot of in, time in between. Right, you could do that. Well, uh, Charles Krauthammer, who's a huge baseball fan, said, you don't watch a baseball game, you take it in. Right. It's an experience. And uh, so it was very cool to have that experience again, especially in that beautiful stadium. First major league game I've seen in Texas, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, experience I had at Fenway Park years ago, and you may appreciate this. What's was, that? Um, there was a woman sitting probably seven or eight rows in back of us. Mm-hmm. It's it's Boston. It's like sometime in August, and it's stupid hot because right? <laughs> the air is not moving. Right, and um, the lady is three sheets to the wind, maybe five. I didn't. I lost count. <laughs> but the entire game, she's back there screaming in this loud, shrill, you know, East Boston voice. Let's go, Red Sox. <laughs> Innings five, six, seven, eight, and now we're getting into inning number nine. Right. And the guy in back of me has had enough. And she does this one too many times. Right. And he turns around and says, shut the up. <laughs> 10,000 people stand up and applaud. Are you serious? Oh, that's I great. Spoke for the rest of us. Thank you. That's wonderful. <laughs> oh, that's Americans coming yeah, together right? to solve a problem. <laughs> All right. That's who we really are. It was wonderful. Wow. It was the best part of the game.
because the Red Sox ended up losing in the ninth. So. Right. Oh, man, that's a great story. Yeah. Very cool story. Uh, 210-599-5555. When I get back, I'll tell you about the other experience. I experienced the other America, in a sense, uh, 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 over the weekend in Houston. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Yeah. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA. We was talking about baseball in America, America, Texas. And what a great thing it was just to sit and watch a baseball game with a whole bunch of people all having a good time, drinking seriously over overpriced beer. But that's part of it. Here's Charlotte. How are you, Charlotte? I'm just fine. How did you enjoy the game? I, I loved it. It was great. I wish I'd been there. So and do I. Sean, what? let me ask you, do you have any idea why we can't get the Astros on the radio no more? Uh, I have no idea. No? I don't know. It's usually on TV, and well, people watch it on TV. Forget the TV. People watch it on TV. Blind, oh, but, oh, geez. I, <laughs> uh, I always enjoyed it on the radio. Well, you can still, I mean, if you even if you can't see it, if you watch it on t- or have it on TV, it'll sound like the radio, because they're going to describe everything that's going on to you. Well, I don't have it on the TV. See, I don't have cable. I just got... Right. An antenna. I, d- I don't know, it. man. I don't know what the, you know, we, you, you maybe you ought to invest in like a cable or maybe a satellite it's dish. Or... been radio for them. Uh, I know. It's, it, there's not a lot of base. You don't really hear baseball on the radio a lot, right, Don? Don when do you, you really don't hear baseball on the radio a whole lot anymore. Well, you uh, unfortunately. every time they play now. Well, now I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm just wrong. Yeah. I don't know. I'm wrong there. <laughs> I am wrong there. You're right. I'm so wrong. My it's wife tells me that at least nine times a day. You're very wrong, Mister Sean. Very regionalized as to what you know. What teams are? Well, you can go back to the East Coast. You know. And oh yeah, they have. And there's yeah. like you know, forty something stations carrying Yankees games. That's true. Whatever, yeah, so. Everybody's listening no, to on the radio and they're at work and stuff. And I only listen to the Texas teams. I'm sorry. Well, there you go. Don't be listening to those New York communists. <laughs> those con- right. Yankees are a bunch of communists. Yeah. All right. Charlotte. Okay, well, well, I just thought I would try. That's all right. Well, next time I go to a game, I'll bring you with me. You can sit on my lap, and I'll describe everything that's going on to you. Wow. Well, thank you. <laughs> Quite welcome. All right. Th- thank you, Charlotte. Bye. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I went there. It just sounded funny in my head. <laughs> Two one zero five nine. You sitting there in your Rick and Morty pants with, at with, a baseball game. <laughs> with this poor lady on your lap. I didn't wear the Rick and Morty pants to the game. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Very quickly, here's what happened because this is a funny thing. Okay, because I we the, the first night we were in town uh, at a place uh, just down the street from the stadium, from. Pink Lemonade Stadium, or whatever the hell it's called. Minute Maid, you know, it's kind of a jive name for a stadium, but Minute Maid imagine, the, imagine the Roman, Colo- you know, the Parthenon being called, you know, the Minute Maid Parthenon. Um, but I, you know, we're just down the street. So the second night, Saturday night, we found a Drury on the edge of town that was uh, a little more reasonable, and we could get to our car. <laughs> there was no valet parking. 
They had a free buffet meal, you know, dinner, so we stayed there. And my daughter was out with her boyfriend, stepdaughter, was out with her boyfriend, so it was just my wife and my stepson and I hanging out in the room, just enjoying life, just chilling. And, uh, you know, I, I still kind of been dealing with the cigarettes, so I'm going down, you know, once an hour or so to smoke a cigarette by the car. Mm-hmm. And for, you know, pretty much all evening or all afternoon and all evening, I'm riding down the elevators. Nobody, nobody gets in the elevator with me. Now, when it gets a little late in the evening, I decided to put on my stretchy pants. I decided to get comfortable and put on my stretchy pants, which are Rick and Morty designed. <laughs> and I I'd also, for some bizarre reason, I, I bought a Rick and Morty shirt at the Walmart there. And so I'm wearing a Rick and Morty shirt with a pair of Rick and Morty sweatpants in my flip-flops. <laughs> With black nail polish. Rick and Mortified. That was Rick and Mortified. And so I'm thinking, well, the odds of anybody's going to be in the elevator, I don't care. I'm just going to go down and get a smoke. I don't feel like putting my pants on. I'm just going to go down. So I hop in the elevator. Somebody in the elevator with a couple of kids. Mm-hmm. There's five floors. We stopped almost at every floor, and people got on the elevator with their children. Mm-hmm. With you standing With there. me standing there in my Rick and Morty jammies with black nail polish. And uh, it, was, it was funny because they're all kind of looking at me, and they're pulling their kids in closer, like, don't, don't look at the strange man. <laughs> and to the point, that it was so absurd, because we stopped at every floor. It was 10 o'clock at night, and we stopped at every floor, and people got on that damn elevator to the point that where I finally just said, you know, I've been riding this elevator all day, and not a single person gets on. I got, I got all of you guys, and I'm wearing my Rick and Morty jammies, and they all cracked up. <laughs> they still didn't let their, they still shielded their children from me, but right, you know, yeah. it was just one of those life moments, you know, uh, in the universe where just all the right circumstances coming came together. I saw to the embarrass pic- my was it, was it Syria that posted the picture, or was it you? I, well, I, I had her take the picture because I, when I got back, I was laughing so hard I right. couldn't stop laughing about it. She's like, what are you laughing at? I just, the, I just rode down the elevator with nine people dressed like this. So she took a picture, you know, so people would believe that it actually happened. Because it did. In Houston. <laughs> the picture's great. That's exactly what I look like when I got on the elevator. <laughs> so and that's then, my name. I, I was scrolling through social media this morning right. and, and saw that photo <laughs> And you know, and here's the thing: the first two words that came to my mind were "Oh no, <laughs> what happened? What did he do? Oh no, what did he oh, do? That's the first. Oh, I just no. went down for a smoke in the elevator. That's yeah. all I did, man. That's all I did. That's the first thing. That, oh no, <laughs> every I had nine people on that elevator by the time I got down. So that, that there there was that. You should have told him you were the elevator operator. <laughs> I'm the hotel manager, and uh, is everybody having a good time? Are your accommodations the way they should be? Okay, cool. What floor? (laughs) Oh, my God. The bottom floor, the one that goes to hell. (laughs) 210-599-5555. Embarrassing moments with Uncle Sean in the elevator in Houston. We'll take a break. It's News Talk 550 KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean, 940. On a Monday, on a Monday, as we say back east, a Monday. That's a Maryland accent, Monday. 
210-599-5555. And I'm kind of riffing on my weekend because a lot of stuff that I observed and enjoyed kind of play into the news of the day. And I talked to you a little while ago about baseball and how uh, you know it was really cool seeing the Astros game and uh, just all all these wonderful Americans, all these folks from every different damn walk of life, all hanging out watching a damn b- baseball game, drinking overpriced beer and enjoying the hell out of it. It was just cool to see everybody out and about and having a good time. Baseball's great, man. It's an experience. But then you know on Saturday that was Friday night, so Saturday we kind of hung around town and bopped around here and there. And I, it, I had slightly a slightly different experience at this in this in what I would call the boutique area of town, which is off of uh, Trace of the Street, named Weisenheimer or something. I don't know Weisenheimer Road. I don't know what the hell Post Oak Road. It was it was well not Post Oak. It was the it was the as my wife would call it, it and she did. It was the frou frou part of town, right, Chris? You know, where you got a little market square, you got a little boutiques that sell, you know, T-shirts for $200. Were you driving with your pinkies out? Driving with your pinkies out. All the beautiful people are out, uh, you know, are, are walking. Let me put it to you this way, okay? We, as soon as we got to the, because we, we, we didn't want to just go to Whataburger or Chick-fil-A. We wanted to go to a restaurant and get a nice restaurant meal. We, you know, and so we found a hamburger joint, but it wasn't a joint. It was a hamburger establishment a hamburger boutique in this boutique part of town where we went. And and my little family unit, we kind of stuck out a little. I don't know why. But I knew we were in a different part of town when I saw two white chicks walking there, you know, P- Pomeranians down the cobble, cobbled street, each of them holding like a glass of Chardonnay, I'm talking smack about another friend, and they had masks on. I'm not sure how they got to the Chardonnay, but there are two white chicks walking down a road with Pomeranians and, and glasses of Chardonnay. Okay, you're in the boutique ass. Both of them looking to be about their late 20s or early 30s. You're in the boutique part of town. And we went to a place uh, that was a hamburger joint. It's a hippie hamburger joint where the hamburgers are like 15 bucks each. Without meat. Without meat. Well, the meat is, you know, they, they have signs everywhere letting you know. That the the cows that were used for the patties were grain fed and they were given kale. They got Swedish massages every day before they were ground up and stuffed into a you know. That's that's the ultimate massage. <laughs> right. The grinder. The cows were treated very well before we killed them and ground them up. You know. And you know and and like they got signs everywhere and it's like you know all a certain amount of our proceeds goes to. This charity and that charity, blah, blah, chicken, blah. But, you know, the hamburgers were 15 bucks a pop. An order of fries with garlic and Parmesan was like another 10 bucks. Because everything's a la carte. Everything's a la carte. You can't get a, you can't get a combo at a place like this. You gotta buy it all separately, right? And, uh, you know, my wife's looking, looking at the menu going, what in the hell? I can't just get a burger and some fries. Did the words bougie come out of <laughs> Bougie. And, you know, but we wanted to go someplace, you know, so we, we, we got, we put the money out and we sat there and we ate the food. And it's so funny to me because this is the other America. The, I'm sorry, but this is the moron America. As Trey would call it, these are the man bun, man bun people. 
because none of us are wearing masks, you know, because you don't need to wear a mask anymore. There's no need to wear a mask anymore. We don't have to wear the masks, okay? But I'm sitting there, and furthermore, as nice as people were at the baseball game and everybody's having a great time, people were looking down their snoot. Who let the hood rats in? I mean, I just kind of got that feeling, you know what I mean? I mean, looking down their masks? Looking down their masks. And they're all wearing masks. Well, Some me, of, well the masks have designs on them. Say, were they blingy? They're blingy masks. In that case, they're no longer masks. They're accessories. They they are. And, like, they're they're these people, and they're all, like, they look like they're... I, we used to call them yuppies. Professional types in their thir- late 20s, early 30s. They're all looking down. Our, they all look like they want to call a cop on us. You know what I mean? And and they're all wearing their... They come in with their masks on, and then they take the masks off. You know? And I'm like, you're a moron. You don't need the mask, man. You see people with their... There's, I saw this woman come up with her little cherub, you know, like about five, six-year-old kid with a mask on. They're both wearing masks outside. She sits outside and takes the mask off. These are the moron crowd. These are the pukes that I refer to on a regular basis. Because I bet you they're all damn Democrats. And they're all looking at me like we're just the worst people. I can't believe they let those types in. And I didn't mean ethnically. I mean, they just looked at us like, who let the trash roll in here, man? I'm just saying. They got tats. Were were the Ricky Morty pants... No, I didn't wear the. Wears, I wasn't Morty wearing the wicked. I was wearing camouflage shorts. Okay, oh, oh, so I go. walk in. I'm wearing cami shorts. I got a Johnny Cash shirt on. Was it the middle finger one? No, <laughs> it was just a Johnny Cash T-shirt. <laughs> I got my, you know, I got my uh, my uh, Holy Virgin ball cap on that I'm wearing right now. You know. And and uh, and uh, and and you know and then my stepdaughter's got you know a sleeved tattooed arm you know and right and I guess we're looking a little motley to these people you know my stepson looks like Jesus you oh, know like where was this at a burger place where in in uh, in the I call it the boutique area of Houston I, I don't know which Fru-fru. the Fru Fru it's oh. off a certain street Trey knew exactly where I was talking about it was a street. Oh. Which I can re- only remember as Weisenheimer. Looking at you, people probably thought y'all checked off too many boxes. I don't know what it was because I yeah the black net right because they don't know what the hell to make of me. They have too many boxes checked, and you know, it, it all, it, it's like it blew a fuse in their head. You know what I mean? Like it, we were just too confusing to them, and they were people were like snooty. You know, they walk in like they they try to get by because you got to go there and stand in line. And figure out what you're going to buy, and then you go up to the hippie at the counter, and you you order what you're going to order, then they bring it to you. Right. And there are people trying to get it. It's not a very large place, so people are trying to get. Oh, I got to take a break. Are trying to get biased, and they, they get biased, and they're like trying to. They're like standing, like trying to get as far away from us as they can, <laughs> and they go by. And I just wanted to sneeze right in the face of one of them, you know, just oh, hey, I, oh, I'm sorry, to, uh, get any on you, you know, I mean. You should have just said, "Don't worry, man. I got your wallet when you were walking in." I, I, I did. I wanted to go total. I wanted to go full on Rodney Dangerfield and Caddyshack. You know what I mean? I want to say, you know what? I already know I'm cooler than all of you because I'm on the radio. All right, so just cut the crap. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do for a living, Pimplehead? You know what? Are you a CPA or something? I'm on the stinking radio. Looking down, you snoot at me. What an ugly mask. It looks good on you, though.
I wanted. Hey, to, I, I just did. I wanted. I really wanted to haul off because they were the snottiest, snootiest people. And I'm like, you're all Democrats, aren't you? Aren't you? You're all. De- you all voted for Biden, didn't you? You communist pukes. Anyway, so, so that's that was the vibe a, you felt from the room. That's the vibe I got. The, my wife got the vibe too. We all got the vibe, man. Right. Like they, they were seeing their property values plummeting as we walked around the place. Uh, Westheimer, yes. Uh, somebody just sent me a Marjana. Just sent me a, a, a message on Facebook. It was Westheimer, the Westheimer district. Oh, all right. And you happen to wander in there? Yeah. Well, we just wanted, We didn't want to get just freaking Waterburger. We wanted to get someplace nice. Right. So we went wanted to experience the local. And we did. Right. And okay. you know, and they looked like they want. When we left, because and I'm driving my my new Toyota. Mm-hmm. But when we left, man, there's like a freaking rent-a-cop, you know, going around in like the market. <laughs> Followed my ass all the way out until I was out of there. They followed me all the way out till we got to the main road. Oh, man, that's a bunch funny. of communist pukes. All right, I got to take a break. 210-599-5555. That's the other America I saw. Yeah. The snotty, snooty, moronic, still wearing a mask uh, uh, crowd. Uh, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Hey, this is David Van Camp. Stay connected with News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one on Facebook, Twitter, and online at ktsa.com. We're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. Look crack up that hamburger joint. Oh, and one more. Okay, now it's Juneteenth, right? Which I got no problem with Juneteenth being a federal holiday. I have no problem with that. I think it's cool. Whatever. It's cool. It's great. I don't want to stink and drop July 4th for it. All right. Because that's absurd. But again, you sort of saw like the different Americas, you know, because my daughter wanted to see, go to the Modern Art Museum. She's into photography and all that stuff. So we go to the museum district, which is kind of close to where we were with the $20 hamburgers and the you know, thin jean wearing or skinny jean wearing people, mm-hmm. the beautiful people. You, you with the man bun. What do you do for a living? You in IT? I'm on the radio. Anyway, and so anyway, so we go to the museum district, and you know, on one side of the street, there's the modern art, the museum of modern art, and on the other side of the street, there's the Houston Museum of Classic Art. I guess you would say, right? Going back to Greco-Roman stuff, and you know, and then the uh, Renaissance and all that, you know, and all the uh, the beautiful paintings, you know, requisitioned by the church or commissioned by the church, these great, beautiful scenes. But anyway, so we want to go to the Modern Art Museum, and we go to the Mar- Modern Art Museum, which the building, like any modern art museum, looks like a piece of modern art, right? And it's closed for Juneteenth. So we go across the street to the Museum of Classic Art, and it's open. <laughs> <laughs> With the Van Gogh, David Hockney uh, tour, you know, and so I'm like, there's the two Americas right there. Wow. And plus, while we were there, sitting, we figured out we were outside the Modern Art Museum that was closed. Two of these pukes that were probably sitting at that stinking hamburger joint walk up, looking all snooty with their masks on. And they tried to open the There's a sign right on the door that says, closed for Juneteenth. And they're, they're like standing or trying to figure out how to open the door. These are Biden supporters. They walked all the way around the building trying to get in. Right. So Ignored there. all the signs saying we're closed for Juneteenth. 
They're out there pulling on the door trying to get it open. Yeah, and we're that's like, when it, you scream, "Put no, you're supposed to push." And then when they push, like, "Gotcha." <laughs> <laughs> well, we got them already because we were sitting there laughing. It's like it's it's closed, man. Looked at us like they didn't believe us. Right. So what'd you think of the museum? It was it was gorgeous. It was yeah. beautiful. Uh, it's it's early Greco Greco Roman all the way up through post impressionism. Yeah. You should uh, if you get the chance go to the one in Dallas. I'd love to. You should. Oh man, is that a good one? It's beautiful. I love art museums. You, I do too. And yeah. That one's phenomenal. You see these paintings that you know were commissioned again by the church, and yeah. this, they have one that's like you know twenty feet tall, twenty by twenty. Yeah, and he, you know, I love to look back and then get really close to how they pulled off what they did, and like one little mark of color, change, you know, creates something in this painting. The dude probably spent his whole stinking life learning how to do that, and then he gets to the impressionists. <laughs> no wonder they hated their guts. All right, Sean, I'm talk five fifty KTSa. They're not about individuals, and they're actually trying to move us away from thinking that individuals alone are responsible. You know, a few bad apples are responsible for inequality and are responsible for discrimination, and trying to show that there's actually much larger structures at play here. And that's really what they're trying to do. They don't want an examination of the systems of power. They don't want an examination of the larger structures that we started to see coming out of the global protest movements last year. They want to pretend that the inequality we see is just a matter of a few bad actors. And so they're trying to suppress these truths. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. No, stop. Just stop. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Your old weird Uncle Sean, six minutes after 10. And the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Was that Macy Gray? Who was that? Nicole Hannah-Jones. Nicole Hannah-Jones. Because Macy Gray, I haven't read it, but I guess she wrote an op-ed piece, right, about the American flag. Macy Gray's got a new record coming out. What are you laughing about? She sounds much different. Does she? I want to see that warrant. (laughs) I don't know. I was still in training. I actually watched Training Day over the weekend. Oh, you did? Just by coincidence. She was in there? She was like, I want to see that warrant. I actually watched that about a month ago. That's a great flick. Yeah. But, you know, I don't really care about her political opinions. But she's got a new record coming out, so she's got to be out there. And, you know, got to get out there because nobody cares about you anymore, Macy. So she's got to be out there. So she writes an an op-ed piece, right? I haven't seen it, but it was published, I I don't know where. Mm Mm-hmm. Where I guess she's going off on you got to replace the American. We got to get rid of the American flag. See, because what we have going on here, and I, I don't know if you guys have picked up on this, but I, I picked up on this over the weekend, just on a little bit of social media. Actually, I was on social media way too much this weekend. But I mean, when I was kind of watching the news feed, you know, I kept seeing reasonably intelligent people say we need to drop July fourth for Juneteenth. I was unaware, but you know, my, my partner, Mister Ware, he, he preps. Well, he sleeps about 19 minutes a day, and the rest of the time he spends in show prep, so he tends to know a lot more about what's going on than I do, which is cool. It works for the show. Um, but he uh, uh, he said that the the the, the, the 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 legislation commemorating Juneteenth as a federal holiday actually listed it in the title of the piece of legislation as something referencing Independence Day. In other words, this is supposed to sort of be the new Independence Day, and I saw folks online 
who are ordinarily really intelligent people talking about dropping Independence Day for Juneteenth. Then Macy Gray, who is a big who cares at this point, but she's got a record coming out, so she's got to get herself out there, writes an op-ed piece about you know the American flag should go to. And, you know, Trey and I were talking about this in Wear and Rima from 7 to, nine, 7 to 9 Monday through Friday, and I think this is true. we got the midterms going to be coming up next year. Is it next year, I guess? And uh, Or this year, I, I'm not sure. Next year. And, um, uh, you know, it, it's really crucial that we bring some political balance back to our government, to our legislature. Because if if we don't, the pukes are going to run the whole show, man. And even AOC knows it. You know they they know the midterms that they have to get as which is what they're doing. I try to get as much done now as they possibly can before the midterms roll around, because uh, they could lose this legislative advantage, if you will. Which is why they're they're pushing for this For the People Act, which would basically codify or federalize cheating elections. Basically, it would legal. It's not. It's not. You know, the voter ID laws and states having their own laws concerning elections, and even in, in the districts, it, it's it's this idea that somehow it's racist is absurd. Because what they want to do with the For the People Act is essentially take away your vote. Because it would legalize cheating the election on so many different levels. It would hand over the the power uh, of the election to the federal government, take it away from the states, take it away from the districts. And so pe- even people who are arguing for it don't know anything about it, obviously, because it would take away their vote, too. On many different levels, mandatory mail-in ballots, not the least of which. Which is why you're seeing states like Texas... Uh, crafting laws and getting them uh, signed by the governors uh, to prevent the federal government from rolling into our state and telling us how to run our own elections because they want to cheat. So the pukes know they their their window of opportunity possibly ends with the midterms. Uh, but for my dollar, and we were talking about this, hey, just keep getting as radical as you want. Oh, yeah, certainly more Americans, most Americans, want to dump the American flag and dump Independence Day for Juneteenth. See, the more extreme they go, I think they're really underestimating the backlash they're going to get from most Americans. Most Americans don't want this crap. Most Americans, it's like this idea that the two greatest issues we face, and you've heard the freaking president say this in between, you know, emptying his drool cup, is that the the worst things facing this country country right now are what? Crackers and climate change. Crackers and climate change. White supremacists, which is pretty much all white people at this point, and climate change, which most people in this country don't care about because it's not even real. But this is what they consider to be the two major... Most Americans care more about immigration, the economy, jobs, you know, that sort of thing. And so the more radicalized they get, the more, and I don't know why, I guess they don't, they either don't realize it, which is moronic, or they just want to try to get as much crap done as they can before they lose it all in the midterms. Because the more radicalized they get, and the more extreme they get, with especially with the woke crap, 
Man, they're going to get their asses handed to them in the midterms. Like, here's your ass. No, we're keeping July 4th in the American flag. Okay? I'm not a white supremacist. Here's your ass. We're going to hand it to you. So they know. So, you know, go on with your bad self, Maisie. (laughs) Maybe it'll help you sell a couple of your stupid records. But, no, I saw so much of that crap on social media. Hey, let's just drop July 4th altogether. It's racist. It's like, yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. And and you're, you're going to lose the American public if you do that. You already are. The People are waking up to the woke crowd. They're, they're waking up to what bullcrap the woke thing is. Because it's getting so freaking extreme. That's why, and Trey was right about this as well when he made this observation, that, you know, we the whole idea of people, parents being directly involved with the local school board had almost gone away. You know, when I was a kid, mom, at least mom went to the PTA meetings. <laughs> you know, sometimes both mom and dad went. That sort of fell by the wayside in recent generations. But what are you seeing now? People showing up about the CRT crap, critical race theory. People, parents are showing up and they're screaming their brains out, man. There's another video of a black dude at some uh, board of education over the weekend saying, I don't want you teaching my kid this stuff. And he's a black guy. You know, so... Get as extreme as you want. Go on with your bad self. You know, yeah, yeah. There, there, there. You go. There's a campaign. Ditch the American flag. Americans will love that. They'll, they'll love that, and they'll certainly vote for you. <laughs> Come the midterms. Uh, Bill Maher is now turned on the woke crowd. Uh, and I, there's a fascinating bit of audio. I'm, I'm not a huge Bill Maher fan, but one thing I'll, I'll give Bill Maher is that he is. Equal in a sense that he gives his honest opinions on stuff, even if it goes against sort of the liberal agenda. And he did that this past weekend, I believe, where he's talking about critical race theory. And he's saying, are you going to sit there and tell me that things are at least as bad or worse today as they were during the Civil War, during slavery times? Or that things are worse now than they were during the Jim Crow era? He's like, come on, man. You're telling me what's going on right now is worse than slavery. And he throws in a great line. Says, and I'm not talking the kind of slavery like Prince and his record company. Okay, that, not that kind of slavery, right? like actual slavery. You're saying things are worse now than they were then. Come on, man. It's a bunch of bull crap, and it's all about separating people, dividing people, pitting people against each other. And uh, and I, I think the more woke the woke crowd gets, the more people are going to turn against it. And I think this is why you'll never, I, I hope, you'll never see America go full-on commie. Because Americans are unlike any other bunch of folks on the face of the planet. They don't like to be told what to do. They don't like to be preached to. Now, again, this came up on Warren Rima earlier. The problem is the the stuff has infiltrated the public education system and the collegiate uh system collegiate world the world of academia so deeply and profoundly that you have kids as far as they can remember they're being raised on this stuff in the school systems and that's why parents are starting to stand up will it be enough to turn it around i don't know i don't know 
but uh, uh, we'll we'll see. And I, I certainly applaud all these parents that are coming forward now and actually going to school board meetings and screaming their brains out about CRT. Two one zero five nine. What do you think about that? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Uh, and when I get back, I'm a little tired. I'm, I'm kind of tired. I, I was, I was, I, by the time we got home yesterday, Chris, I was fairly exhausted. That is a, it's a long drive from Houston to here. Well, it's what, four hours, four and a half hours? You make it seem like you have to be doing something to get exhausted. I do. Like breathing tires me there out. There you go. Yeah. Walking. Did a lot of breathing. Getting the mail. I actually did more walking this past, over the past three days than I had in the previous year and a half, man. And look at me, I'm barely capable of doing the show today. I just want to lay down, take a nap, put on my Rick and Morty jammies, and snuggle up and watch some TV and fall asleep, and then eat some cookies. 210-599-5555. Let's take a break. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. Hi. I'm Sean. 210-599-5555. We'll uh, take a call. And I was talking about, you know, dumping July 4th for Juneteenth. How does that make you feel? Um, and then we'll talk about what I did, what else I did over the weekend. Let's go to uh, Richard on line one. Richard, you're on Newstalk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Uh, it's Monday. Typical Monday. Uh, Typical Monday? <laughs> I, uh... I've been in and out all morning, so I I missed part of the happy train you were on about the ball game. Uh, <laughs> did you happen to notice how many people were kneeling during the national anthem? We actually we got in uh, the the first inning had already started, so I missed the national anthem. So I I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, I suspect most people did because uh, in the very early on in the game they. Uh, uh, had uh, three military folks who were retiring, three dudes who were getting ready to retire, and they honored them on the big screen, and the whole crowd went nuts, the entire stadium. So I, I would imagine the uh, national anthem probably got the, the same response. Okay, I, and I do appreciate that, and I, that would have been a good ball game to see. Yeah, it was. It was cool. It, it was everything I love about ba- well. I guess I actually just saw David Van Camp outside. I was talking to him about he's a big baseball guy too. It was, it was one of those games where there wasn't really a lot of action, and the innings turned over very quickly. Uh, very few hits, uh, but then in the le- like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm thinking it's going to go into extra innings because it was one to one, and they were up against the White Sox. And in the last few moments of the game, they 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 got a couple guys on base and won the game with uh, one hit. Well, two hits. One hit got a guy on base. Next hit, uh, you know, got the uh, uh, got the guy home. So uh, that was already there. So it was great. The crowd went nuts. They opened up the the roof and uh, shot off some fireworks and stuff. And it was just it was very cool. Yeah, I uh, I, I hate to be Debbie Downer, but my grandson's little league all star team got beat fifteen to nothing. Last oh, I'm sorry. That's the nature of baseball. Uh, Sometimes nothing, you don't get anybody on base. Yeah, that's it. They got one guy on base the whole game. Ah, I'm sorry. All right. That's the way it goes. All right, man. Y'all have a good morning. Thank you, you, dude. Thank you, Richard. I appreciate it. But, you know, and and I look, baseball is one of those things that people either really, really love or they really, really don't. You know what I mean? 
like baseball fans and football fans, they they tend to uh, be like folks who like McCartney over Lennon. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 it just, they're always sort of at odds because they're two completely different kinds of games. You know what I mean? Like Trey's a big football guy, and I'm a big baseball guy. Most football guys think baseball is boring. Well, baseball can be boring, but it, it's it's. It it's everything can what I love about baseball. That's why I thought this was a great game in that sense. Is that everything can change in just a few seconds, man? Everything, nothing can happen for nine innings, and then it can all become really, really exciting. It's just it's a very dramatic sport to watch. You know, I I like the uh, uh, mano y mano of pitcher versus the batter. It's just you and me, buddy. You and me. And again, you know, really exciting stuff can happen in seconds, and the whole game can turn around. But I also, going to a game is also a a great experience. You know, it's much different than just watching it on TV, obviously. You know, a lot of you know this. Because when you're, when you're, when you're at a stadium watching a game, whether it's a minor league game or a major league game, you know, you're able to sit and talk to people, and people bullcrap with each other and start doing the wave. You know, you're all ordering very expensive beers, seventh inning stretch. You know, there's festive stuff going on throughout the game. So it's really more of an experience. And because Richard didn't hear the opening, that, that's kind of what I was talking about in that you go to an American baseball game, and you're in a sense you're seeing the real America. Not the America that's being described to us by the pukes in the media where uh, all white people hate black people and... Rich people versus poor people and all this crap, blah, 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 blah. And we're just at each other's throats. Then you go to a baseball game, and everybody is just there to watch the game. It doesn't matter who you are, what boxes you check off. You're just watching the stinking game, man. It's like floating a river, man. Everybody, Everybody's floating in the same direction. I don't think in all the years I've been floating the river, I don't think, I don't think I've ever seen... A fight or people get into it over anything. One time after I came off the tube shoot, Chris, I bumped into this chick who looked like she was about 19 and I, she spilled her drink. She started yelling at me. Ten years of floating a river. That's the only time I've ever had any, anybody give me any negative vibes, man, or negative waves. Well, you spill someone's drink anywhere. You're going to, you're going to get, they're going to scream at you. But I, my fat ass couldn't stop the tube, man. I just, I just. So anyway, uh, two ones. <laughs> God, that's the next thing I got to do is float the river. I ain't, I ain't been on a float yet, man. I got to go on a float. Um, oh, just one more thing about the, this funny thing that happened to us uh, on the Houston trip. It's Monday. We're all talking about our weekends, right? I screwed up driving home, and I I got I didn't get off the highway when I should have. You ended up in Louisiana. I well, I ended up in the boondocks. I almost did end up in Louisiana, but for like an hour and a half, we're driving through tiny town after tiny town after tiny town just to make our way back to 90, to Highway 90 or whatever it was. Small towns in Texas, man. That's bushwhacking. Right. And my wife is a city dweller. My wife, you know, the, the whole concept of living in a town that's got maybe 300 people living there or 200 people is she can't wrap her mind around it. So I kept bugging her. Like we pull into, we drive through a town and there's like, there's like one little crappy grocery store, you know? 
and like nine you know, mobile homes in various states of decay along the highway. I'm like, hey, baby, how about we move there? Wouldn't you like to live there, baby? Mr. John, you know, come on, let's we, we come on, let's get away from it all. Let's go. Wouldn't you like to live there? Look, that trailer's for sale. She was having none of it, man. You pay close attention to the speed limit signs when you're driving through those towns. Yeah, because the one cop they have, he's got a quota too. Well, I mean, you know, with, with, with the, I mean, you pick up on little stories like we I forget it was Eagle. Is it Eagle Lake? Eagle something. This small town. It's very. It's kind of a famous town. It's a little more. You know, it's it's not a very big town. It's it's it, it rides alongside the railroad tracks. You know. And we're going through this small-ass town in Texas, and you just saw a little story unfold. There's a Bucky's on the corner there uh, in this, in the, on the main intersection of this town. It's not a large Bucky's; You could fit it in the studio, but it's a Bucky's, right? And, and everybody's there, and there's cars. It's still, it's still a Bucky's. So it's packed. Every, every gas pump is packed. There are people putting gas in. You go in there, there's all these folks inside the buckies and it's not even a big buckies you look across the street there's a valero nobody's there and we're like that poor guy whoever owns that valero he has the one convenience store in this tiny ass town and buckies decides to go put a put a franchise right across the street from him man we're like oh you poor nobody is going into the valero and like that's I almost want to write buckies and you know, like the ceo and said what were you that's a little cruel don't you think this is why i headed 10 heading out to houston yeah so out near luling or whatever it was eagle something eagle something eagle it wasn't eagle pass cuz that's colorado i think it was eagle lake eagle something texas eagle pond <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. Eagle, Eagle Creek. Eagle puddle. But it, it's right alongside the railroad tracks, and there's barely anything in this. There's, like, one tiny little barbecue joint. Right. But, you know, there's very obviously one convenience store in this in this town for however long, because the Buggies was fairly new. And so here's a guy who's got a, you know, a Circle K franchise. He's the one lone convenience store guy, owner in the town, so everybody goes there. Then freaking Bucky's comes along and puts a Bucky's right across the street. <laughs> and we're all like, oh, that's so sad. And my wife's like, can we go to the Bucky's? I'm like, sure. Yeah, why not? Bathrooms are nice. Right. Yeah, we got like two, but I mean, it was a small Bucky's. I've never been to a small Bucky's. Anyway, 2105. Just one of the little stories that unfolded. We do, Nothing happened, but we knew what had happened. You know what I mean? Nobody is going. It was a Circle K, actually. Nobody's going in there. Right across the street. And we were like, that, whoever owns that thing must just come out every now and again in the parking lot and just, like, flip off the buckies, you know, like, you, I hate you. Well, I wonder how many people pull up and get all their groceries and, you know, snacks and stuff at the buckies and then go get gas at the Circle K and then take off. <sighs> nobody. There was nobody there. There was nobody going into that uh, Circle K. But that happens, though. Look at New Braunfels. Eagle that's Lake. That's what it is. Goose hunting capital of the world, says Mike. Mike. There you go. The Bucky's in New Braunfels. You've yeah. got that one on the corner, and then right across 35 <laughs> on the highway, they've just built a new travel stop over there. There's never anybody there. <laughs> There's never anybody there, man. But you go to Bucky's, you know, you, you can't fit an envelope between two people. I, I was just, you know, who's the poor SOB that owns that Circle K? And is, he, <laughs> is, he, is he a chronic alcoholic at this hey, point? Uh, have you thought maybe he, uh, he owns both? Oh, see. There you you know, he's not going to own a Circle K and a Bucky's. It's possible. Why not? Well, how can he, how can he do that? Can Only he do that in town? Yeah. Well, I don't know. 
Maybe he owns the whole town. Maybe the Thanks town is his. Thanks for destroying my entire story, my no entire in just a couple of Circle seconds. Both, you guys are like a Bucky's moving in across from me. Thank you. Thanks. Would you like some beaver nuggets? <laughs> i got to use the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> 210 Clean it up while you're in there. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> my wife my wife and daughter go into the bathroom with the little-ass Bucky's and Eagle Lake or whatever it is. And they come out and they're laughing and they're like, well, I'm like, what are you laughing at? They're like, there's three stalls in there. <laughs> and they got one, you know, employee who's scrubbing everything down and is like taking out all the trash can liners. But it's Bucky's, man. They got to have these things. You got to have one employee at this tiny ass Bucky's making sure the bathrooms are as clean as they're supposed to be. It's like a Bucky's Junior. It's, but it's the Bucky's standard. You know, it could be an outhouse. You know, you have to have one person <laughs> polishing the wood. All right, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Yeah, yeah. Talk 550 KTSA. Man, I'm I'm tired, man. Three days in Houston done tucking my ass out. It was a good time. 210-599-5555, whatever's on your brain for the final few minutes of the show. Mark the Van Camp and Robbins coming up next. I have to admit to something that I'm, I feel a little guilty about, and it's kind of embarrassing, but... I'm just going to say it. So Saturday night, we're in Houston, and my daughter is hanging out with her boyfriend, so it's just, you know, my wife and my son and my, myself in the hotel there, in the Drury, where we were staying. And we were, we're, you know, we were pretty tired, and we were planning on, you know, just getting up and rolling home the next day, and so we weren't really up for doing anything crazy Saturday night, so we're just, Chris, we're just... Hanging out in the hotel, motel room, hotel room, and, and I'm one of those guys also that, you know, if I'm going to pay for a hotel, I want to get my money's worth, you know? So, you know, we're, we're there in the hotel room. Probably going to be broke for a few couple of months because they had one of those little pantries you can go into and buy crap, you know? Kept making trips down there. <laughs> Buying stuff I don't need. It was like a, having a convenience store right there in the, in the hotel, but everything was like triple priced. From convenience store prices. From convenience, right. So I'm probably going to have to get a second mortgage. Like $15 for a small bag of chips? Yeah. I got a razor blade and some shaving cream. That was about $23. And they just bill it to the room, don't they? Right, so you don't even know. It's so easy. It's so easy. So uh, we're hanging out at, at the, in, in the room, and they got a big old TV in there, and there's nothing on, man. It's just TV sucks. We can't find it. Black Panther was on. We sat and watched that. But after Black Panther, there was just nothing on, man. So I give the remote to my son. I'm like, hey, just, you just pick something. And he did. He brought up Dr. Pimple Popper. You know, a show that I have refused to watch for it's been on for a while now, hasn't it, Chris? Like a few years. I'm like, I'm never gonna watch Dr. Pimple Popper. That's disgusting. Okay, I got class. I got standards. I don't watch Dr. Pimple Popper. We watched the first episode and I was hooked. We sat and watched Dr. Freaking Pimple Popper until two in the morning, man. Were you hooked or were you lanced? I was lanced. <laughs> 
I don't know what it is about that show. It's oddly satisfying. I can't explain it. Our executive producer, Elaine Rodriguez, is a big fan. It's like she's welcoming me into some cult, you know, like, I'm so glad you finally arrived. I don't know what it is about that show. She's really nice. She's kind of attractive. People come in and they got like a freaking hard-boiled egg coming out of their forehead, you know, or whatever skin thing. And like the, the very first one that we watched was some dude had a big golf ball on his forehead I got on, and and I was I was waiting for like the hotel to call security on us or something because every time like when they first land, she first squeezed that first big golf ball in that guy's head, and all that crap came. You know, my we're all in the room going, oh, 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 that's gross. Oh, oh, it looks like cottage cheese. Ah, <laughs> it's disgusting. Rewind it. Well, yeah, it's oddly weirdly you can't take your eyes off it, man. She's pulling crap out of people's heads that look like peach pits, you know? Or like some kind of freaking alien thing, you know? In You know? Ugh. And, and I don't know what, you know, what, what the uh, what the appeal of the show is. Because, like, we really, I couldn't stop watching it. I, I bring it up because it's kind of newsy. I, I guess the reason they had a marathon is because the, the, the premiere of the new season, I think, is this Wednesday. And they always have some stinking heartwarming story to go along with it, you know. So after the person gets their, you know, their their the knob, you know, <laughs> emptied or whatever the hell it is, you know, or, or lanced or whatever, you know, they go back to their lives. Their lives are great. <laughs> One of them was a stripper <laughs> who had like this big bulging cyst, you know, right there at the base of her neck. She said she was having problems getting dances and stuff. I'm serious. Along comes Dr. Pimple Popper. <laughs> because they always do the follow-up stories, you know. You know, now I'm making $500 a night. It's great, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Pimple Popper. I'm so happy when I can help people get back to their lives. Now I'm getting back to twerk. Now I can twerk with, you know, pride <laughs> that my cyst won't burst when I'm swinging around the pole, man. Because you ain't going to get no tips if your cyst bursts while you're twerking. Especially if you're spinning at the time because you can get that spray. To- <laughs> hey, wow, Jesus. You know. <laughs> Is this? <laughs> I said no mayo. Because <laughs> sometimes it does. It looks like mayonnaise coming out of a softy machine. That's, that was a noise. Every, see, you watch that episode, right? As soon as she gets to lancing, as soon as she gets to squeezing, there's my family unit in the hotel room going, oh, oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Anybody out there having a late breakfast? How's that country gravy treating you right now? Dr. Pimple Popper, I loved it. I couldn't stop watching it. We watched and watched and watched until I started, you know, re- it's not a show you you want to watch over again, though. You see one episode, it's not, you don't want to revisit it. So when, once they start rerunning the, all the shows, we that's, okay, that's enough. I don't want to see it again. Is that Hollandaise? Yeah.
cottage cheese. Okay, you know. Ooh. See Ooh. now everyone's looking at their eggs Benedict. Ah, Hollandaise. Ooh, ooh, ooh. little ketchup. <laughs> you're disgusting. <laughs> Even though I said it, you're disgusting, Chris, because you put the thought in my head. And uh, there was there was one chick that was just too much for me, man. Though it was this chick who had the big eyelashes, you know. It looked like something you could dust your apartment with, you know, and and she wears the plugs in her ears, right? So her ears are all stretched out when she takes the plugs out, and one of her ears, like the stretchy lobe, bur- broke. So she just had these two flesh ropes hanging off her <laughs> off her ear, and she wanted Doctor Pimple Popper to like refasten, you know, to somehow graft the 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 lobe together. Because she didn't want normal person ears. Did you see that one? She basically grafted the lobe together so she could put her plugs in again someday and and avoid having normal person ears. I'm like, there's nothing normal about you. Don't worry about it. You're fine. And then then there was the... Oh, I got a break. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's take a break. What a great show. I forgot what time it is. We'll talk some more on the other side of this. Uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. It's Sean, News Talk 550 KTSA. can't believe I watched hours of Dr. Pimple Popper. I'm so ashamed of myself. Do you know you can't actually draw a line from Shakespeare to Dr. Pimple Popper? I, I got to tell you about one. You, yeah, it's, it's, it's popular entertainment. To pop or not to pop? Well, I, let me tell you about the one case that cracked me up. Is it? <laughs> I watched. There's this one chick who's got purple hair, right? And she's got a freaking marble on her forehead, you know? And or, No, it's on the top of her head. She's got a marble on the top of her head, right? Some kind of damn cyst. And she's, you know, they tell you the, the sob story before the, the lancing begins. And this chick, you know, she's kind of a weird-looking chick, and she's got tats all over the place. And she says, I, I moved to L.A. to become a voice actress, and, and I feel as if I'm, I, it's hurting my career because I either got to wear a baseball cap to cover my bump or people see my bump and they don't want to hire me. And she was all crying and stuff. And so they, you know, eventually get to, you know, you pop the stuff out there. No more bump, right? And so for the rest of that segment, she's doing all her clever little voices. The bump wasn't the reason she wasn't getting hired <laughs> as a voice actress. She actually called herself a voice artist. Oh. And it's like I say it myself, she's a woman of a thousand voices, and they all sound like her. You know, like there's... And so, like, after Dr. Pimple Popper, you know, took care... I went into my New York voice, and I said, Thank ya, Dr. Pimple Papa." Well, it's like a person saying, I'm "Forget an about it." What? It's like a person saying, "I'm an artist," and then they whip out a box of crayons. Right. So it's like the bump wasn't preventing you no. hurting your career. It was your inability to do voices Actually, hurting your voice acting career? Bring the bump back. There's your claim to fame. There you go. Right. The bump made you more famous than your stinking voice. Anyway, uh, thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, uh, Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.